Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now, Thursday, January 19th. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith with you, ready to break down the Thursday NHL card. We'll also be joined momentarily by Luke Sanko, a special guest joining us here on the show in a little bit as well, breaking down what is, will be a massive Thursday uh, NHL card. We've got 13 games uh, on tap. So briefly, and I mean briefly about last night, we just want to say our congratulations to Steven Stamkos. And 500 goals uh, in the National Hockey League, getting the very first goal of the game last night against uh, Vancouver. Uh, and then, of course, fitting on a night that he gets 500, he gets a hat trick as well. Uh, and they uh, get the 5-2 uh, to two win over the Vancouver Canucks, uh, cashing the best bet for me in the process as well. But obviously, it's been a great career so far for Stamkos. Multiple Stanley Cups. Uh, elite goal scorer now for, I would say, probably a steady 12 to 15 years in the NHL that he has been one of the best uh, goal scorers in the league uh, and a fitting accomplishment for Steven Stamkos of the Tampa Bay Lightning last night, Alex. Yeah, absolutely. And just think that this is a guy who's actually, you know, dealt with a couple of uh, serious leg injuries in his career. So he could probably could have easily been past 500, maybe towards 600 goals if uh, he hadn't had some of the injury troubles. But it's been a remarkable career. And obviously, uh, you know, winning the you know, Stanley Cup has been the what, four, you know, four Stanley Cup finals in his career. Uh, definitely impressive and, and certainly on his way to a Hall of Fame career question about that and uh like i say he's got probably many more good years still left uh with what especially with what you've seen this year actually i think so far this year it's been one of his better years uh, in recent seasons so uh, congrats to steven stamkos for that accomplishment last night obviously that was the highlight of the wednesday slate we're going to jump right into tonight's card it is loaded we've got 13 games on tap uh, in the nhl uh, for this thursday night uh, matchup and we will begin or for this Thursday night card, rather. And we will begin with one of the better games on the slate, the Winnipeg Jets and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Toronto, uh, minus 170 home favorites, six being the total uh, in this one. The Leafs and the uh, Jets head-to-head uh, -head here. The Leafs coming off a cr cr really entertaining hockey game. I mean, I watched a, a, most of that game Tuesday night, Leafs and Panthers. The only thing that was bad about it was the uh, horseshit officiating, but there's not really much you can do about that. The, re the refereeing in that game was terrible, but didn't take away from the quality of play. It was a back-and-forth game. Uh, Toronto ending up with a 5-4 overtime victory uh, over the Florida Panthers uh, in that one, snapping a mini-two-game uh, losing streak. Uh, meanwhile, the Winnipeg Jets, they've had a remarkably strong season, a bounce back season, if you will, considering just how disastrous things ended for them last year. It really crashed and burned. Paul Maurice resigns midway through the season. Not much of a spark from Dave Lowry when he took over and they just basically sputtered and crumbled down the stretch and didn't even sniff the playoffs. And they've come all the way back now and one of the best teams in the Western Conference uh, as of right now. But they are coming off one of their uh, rare poor performances, I guess, in quite some time. A 4-1 loss in Montreal against the uh, Canadians. Uh, just not overly a, a game where Winnipeg was really that sharp. You know, the, you looked at the chances they had. They just weren't clicking. Passes weren't clicking. Their offensive execution 
was off a little bit. And Samuel Montembeau, quite honestly, for Montreal, was very strong in net for the Canadians in that victory over Winnipeg. So you do have to give him some credit. In fact, he's had a couple of really good starts in a row here for the uh, Montreal Canadiens. So it was definitely not the performance uh, Winnipeg wanted. Rick Bonus was saying we gave up a little bit too much in, in that game in terms of quality. Uh, in the offensive side, we'll see if they bounce back here in this game. Uh, these teams met already this year once in Winnipeg. It was a 4-1 to one victory for the Leafs that night in Winnipeg. I actually think the Jets might be a live dog here, personally. I mean, you just look at this price. I think when you stick Toronto out there as a minus-170 favorite in this kind of price range, playing a Winnipeg team that's obviously more than capable, a Winnipeg team that's also been very good in a bounce-back type of situation uh, this season. If you go back and you look at the numbers for Winnipeg, 9-6 and six off a loss this year, 4-1 and one on the road this year off a loss as well for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. And, and they've been pretty good at, you know, basically parking a bad game and then coming back the very next time they take the ice and playing a whole lot better. So I definitely think there's value in this price. And again, this is the perfect example. You bet numbers and you bet prices, not necessarily teams. And this is that perfect example of it. So I like Winnipeg here at the plus 150 price. We'll take a shot that the road underdog bounces back with a much stronger performance here uh, off a uh, shabby uh, effort the other night in Montreal. Uh, Alex, uh, what do you think here? First game of this Thursday card, Winnipeg-Toronto. Yeah, I like Winnipeg in this spot too. I wasn't able to get uh, plus 150. I was able to get plus 145. But anything in a plus 135 or higher spot, I think this is a, a good play. We talk about Toronto. At home as a favorite, laying these big prices all the time, and usually, you know, uh, not you know always playing up to that level. And like you said, you know, having a you know battle and go to OT against Florida—that's not the greatest of signs right now. Like I said, Winnipeg, you know, bouncing back, and uh, this is a spot where not only it's, it's it's team and price for this spot. In my opinion, like I said, you know, this is a, a team that's done well bouncing back. They are a good hockey team. Uh, certainly proved proved me wrong. I thought this is going to be a team that was going to be struggling this season, but uh, they've been playing very well. And uh, like I said, you just don't see them really string two or three bad games in a row together. So I like them here uh, as a live dog as well. Yeah, exactly. Jets plus 150 here in this game. I definitely think uh, this price, I personally had this price closer to, you know, Toronto minus 150, Winnipeg plus 130, you know, that kind of range. You know, we're talking minus 165 to minus 170 uh, and then plus 150 on the other side. I mean, uh, to me, that's just a little bit higher than I thought it should have been. Uh, it'll be Connor Hellebuck and Ilya Samsonov, by the way, goaltenders uh, in this game tonight for uh, the respective teams. And I do want to mention from a prop standpoint, Goal props, point props, you know, Connor and Dubois in particular for the Winnipeg Jets really on fire at the moment for this team. No question. Uh, you know, if you can put them in some kind of same game parlay and a prop of that magnitude, it definitely makes some sense to me uh, going into this uh, game tonight with the uh, Winnipeg Jets and the Leafs. Uh, and also I want to point out, I think I saw something where there's going to be some line shakeups here tonight as well for Rick Bonus following the loss against Montreal. And it looks like the main changes uh, are going to be uh, Morgan Barron up to the second line here for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. So again, we look at those situations and we often think value when we see a player moving up the lineup. So that could be Morgan Barron here tonight for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. He'll be up to the second line with Nikolai Ehlers and Mark Shifley. You're playing with two pretty damn good players too. So, And Morgan Barron obviously won't be priced like it. So Morgan Barron definitely stands out as a prop option here with value tonight for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. Uh, as far as the Leafs go, they've got Bobby McMahon moving up the lineup. And this guy's been so close to scoring. And I usually don't, you know, jump in on a third or a fourth line player. 
unless I have a very good reason to do so from a prop standpoint or a goal score prop. But this guy has really been buzzing around the net. He's had chances. You know, he had the goal disallowed against Detroit where we thought he had his first NHL goal, but he has had opportunities and he's actually going to go up from the fourth to the third line. And, you know, six shots on goal for this guy uh, in his last two appearances in games for the Leafs. So he's, he's shooting the puck a lot. He's getting the chances. Could definitely take a shot here with him, maybe, to finally break through, get his first National Hockey League goal. Bunting, Matthews, Nylander, of course, gets out of the slump the other night with a great two-goal performance. We've talked about Callie Yarncroke being undervalued as well, playing on that second line with Tavares and Marner. So it's a good prop game. Even if this game might stay under, I think the total could go either way. I'm not betting the total in this game. You kind of think, in theory, Winnipeg and the Leafs after high-scoring game. Well, Winnipeg lost 4-1, gave up four goals. They'll want to play better defensively. You think the Leafs will as well after a you know wild game with Florida. So that's why this could stay under. But uh, and I'm off the total, just looking more so at props here tonight. Uh, in this game, along with, of course, Winnipeg Moneyline. All right, Bruins and Rangers. This should be a really good matchup here. And again, uh, we start the card here with two terrific games on paper. Uh, minus 110, Bruins and Rangers, even money both sides, five and a half the total uh, in this one. Uh, don't have a really strong side or total look on this one. I mean, I think you certainly give the situational advantage here to the Rangers, rested team. Boston, of course, playing last night on TNT against the uh, New York Islanders, getting the job done four to one. Uh, in that game playing pretty well uh, rangers of course have been off since sunday uh where they had finished off or monday i should say where they had a back-to-back a -back, uh, against uh the montreal canadians and the columbus blue jackets they dropped the game against montreal and then they bounced back with a three to one win over the uh, columbus blue jackets in their uh, next game uh, it looks like we should see jeremy swayman here tonight for boston you would think considering it was a uh, linus allmark getting the uh, front end of the back-to-back for the Boston Bruins last night. Swayman, of course, hasn't been Allmark, but he's, he's actually been better lately. There's no doubt about that. You look at his uh, last uh, three starts for the uh, Boston Bruins, two goals allowed to the Kings, one goal allowed to the Ducks, and then the shutout on Martin Luther King Day, Monday afternoon against the Flyers. So no doubt Jeremy Swayman's been solid. Again, he hasn't been obviously Allmark level, but he hasn't been a slouch either. He's been pretty solid uh, in between the pipes here for the uh, Boston Bruins. We expect Igor Shosturkin back in net. Of course, they're still battling potentially the absence of Chris Kreider. Uh, he has missed the last three games for the Rangers due to that upper body injury. We'll see if he returns tonight. Uh, Gerard Gallant was saying he's close, you know, to returning, but uh, didn't want to make any uh, firm commitments in that regard for his status tonight. Uh, and as far as the Boston Bruins go, it is also worth noting, you know, Patrice Bergeron, questionable for this game. You know, he's had this... Uh, facial injury last night took a shot a puck right in the face and the fact that he even came right back immediately and tried to finish that game just incredible it's what you expect from a hockey player right uh third but they're on a back-to-back -back, they might be a little cautious with him it looks like it'll be a game time decision as of right now for uh patrice bergeron in this one look it's a tough game i mean you want to fade boston i mean the only time boston's lost you know we're kind of tricky spots you know the buffalo game uh, on a Saturday afternoon, Sabres were playing well at that time. And then, of course, the Seattle game at home where it was a brutal spot off a long road trip for the Bruins. Other than that, they've just been win, 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 win uh, pretty much every time out. And you're talking about a minus 110 price here with one of the best teams in the NHL. Hard to say, hey, let's go against this team at an even money price. I'm not really looking to do that, even if the Rangers are the home team and have a rest advantage. So 
pass for me uh, on this one. Might look at some props. That's about it. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Bruins, Rangers. Yeah, this is ultimately going to end up being a pass, and I'm going to pass a few of them on a big card like this. But like I said, it's, it's tough because Boston, like I said, at this price, uh, it, it seems hard to to you know go against. But at the same time, the Rangers are a team that I just haven't had that great of a feel with either. Uh, five and a half. I was on that last night with Bruins and Islanders. Really, I feel like that should have went over. That they had a, there was a ton of chances. Even though it was four to one final, we could have could have gotten over that five and a half. So, like I said, my gut is normally to go with these five and a half. But like I said, we've been seeing them cash under. So, uh, you know, tough one on this on the total. And like I said, lean with Boston on the side price wise. But you know, the spot's a little tough. Even though Boston won five in a row on the road, and uh, they've won actually, you know, six of the last eight um, in New York. So. It's close lean with Boston. I don't know if it's going to make my card. It, it might later on. Like I said, I want to see, you know, the goal confirmations are there, but it, it's tough. It's a tough game. So I'm more likely going to pass. They're five and one on a back to back as well this year, the Boston yeah. Bruins. They've had a tremendous, tremendous track record here. Second night of back to back games. They have certainly shown uh, no sign of being uh, fatigued or worn down or really. Uh, lethargic, not playing well in these kind of spots uh, throughout the course of the season. So that's why I also hesitate, you know, going against the Bruins here uh, in this game. They've been good in these back-to-back uh, situations. You know, as far as the prop market goes for them tonight, uh, for this game, I should say, Lafreniere is on the top line. He's been on the top line really since Kreider's been out. And it's frustrating that the production still hasn't picked up at all essentially uh, for him during this span but he's getting chances the shots are there the opportunities are there you know is he going to break through at some point you would think so but boy it just uh, it's it's taken him some time philip hedel by the way uh, it's worth noting he's got three goals and uh two four five six seven points in the last six games he's starting to heat up again for the uh new york rangers keep an eye on him and as far as the boston bruins from a prop standpoint it goes for them Zaka, Krejci, Pasternak, little under the, the check line, as they're calling them uh, there in uh, Boston. Uh, Zaka, Krejci, and Pasternak have actually had some solid um, solid chemistry so far. Bergeron, like I said, day-to-day day day and game-time decision for the game tonight. The old veteran, Craig Smith, has moved up to the top line, by the way. The most recent player getting that spot, obviously now available because of the injury to Jake DeBrusque on this Boston team. So Craig Smith might have some value in the prop market here tonight for Boston. Uh, it's uh, And look, he did have an assist uh, in the game against the Islanders last night. So, uh, and again, a little bit more ice time now that he's moved up the lineup. So keep an eye on Craig Smith, see if he can uh, take advantage of increased opportunity playing on the top line for Boston. All right, Minnesota, Carolina. We've got the uh, Hurricanes, minus 180 home favorites. Uh, it's five and a half being the uh, total in this one. Uh, of course, the Minnesota Wild kind of making some headlines here in the early stages of Thursday and that Matt Dumba's a healthy scratch for the uh, Minnesota Wild tonight. Um, he seems to think it was because he was horseshit uh, against uh, Washington uh, in his last game. Uh, he made it sound that way. Um, but this is just, this is a whole bunch of different layers and factors to this decision. Number one is you're right. His play hasn't been, at least in the eyes of Dean Evason, his play hasn't been nearly as good lately. Turnovers with the puck, just some mistakes, penalties as well. He's really had some penalty issues as well, Dumba. But at the same point in time, there's no doubt they're actively seeking suitors for Matt Dumba, this Minnesota Wild team, and looking to probably jettison him out of town uh, before the uh, trade deadline. So I think it's a combination of factors. Maybe a little decline in his play and B, you know, we're probably going to be looking at dealing him away at some point, maybe even sooner rather than later. And the fact, 
that he's a healthy scratch tonight. I don't think it's all, hey, poor performance for this decision. I think some of it is, hey, maybe we got a deal on the table or we're closing in on something here involving Matt Dumba from a trade perspective. So keep an eye on that. We'll have to wait and see. If you watch that Minnesota-Washington game, and I don't want uh, our guy Terry Edelman to be analyzing that game with his Minnesota wild-colored glasses or anything, they were lucky as shit to win that game. And I'll take the win. I'll take it because I had Minnesota uh, against Washington the other night. I just felt, you know, after the big comeback against the Islanders that Washington was going to be in tough. Let's be honest. Minnesota got away with a pretty shitty game. They played awful for more than the first half of that game. But Gustafson held them in there. They capitalized on the few chances they got uh, against Washington and Charlie Lindgren, and they found a way to win. So you give them credit for finding a way to win, but boy, they were outplayed for the large part of that game by the Capitals uh, in that 4-2 win. They're definitely going to have to step their game up if they're going to increase this win streak to four games here tonight against uh, Carolina. Uh, the Wild did beat Carolina, by the way, 2-1 to one in overtime earlier this season. And if you actually go back to the beginning of last season, uh, Minnesota swept Carolina in three straight head-to-head -head meetings since the beginning of last year. This has been uh, a good matchup for the Wild. Uh, Carolina's coming off a 4-3 shootout loss to the Vancouver Canucks in their last game. Uh, it was bizarre to see Carolina, you know, not only blow a lead, but blow a lead to, you know, a very, very poor Vancouver team. So you do think that you're going to see Carolina bounce back strong here in this game, but Minus 180 against a team that's, you know, played very well against them in recent head-to-head -head meetings. It's not the price I'm exactly looking for here. So I'm just waiting to see confirmation in terms of uh, the goaltending matchup here for this game. We know Flurry is in for Minnesota. We're waiting on the Carolina side to see who's going to be in between the pipes. It is worth noting uh, on the Carolina, in terms of the goaltending situation, Alex and I have talked about this, can't keep three goaltenders up with the big team. Someone's got to go down. That guy was Pyotr Kochetkov. He's the one that's been sent down uh, to the AHL. So it's the two old uh, veterans that are left standing here with the Hurricanes, Freddie Anderson and, of course, uh, Antti Ranta. So probably will be Anderson tonight, although we just haven't seen uh, confirmation uh, as of uh, yet. Likely, actually. So it looks like the Hurricanes are leaning toward uh, Anderson uh, in net for the uh, Hurricanes in this one. Um, I, I have to lean Minnesota. I don't know if I'll pull the trigger yet, but I have to lean Minnesota plus 150 given the head-to-head -head series success that they have had against the Hurricanes. Uh, what do you think here, Alex, Minnesota, Carolina? Yeah, it's an interesting game, and you mentioned about Matt Dumba. Yeah, it seems like he's the writing on the wall for him, and he's his time here in Minnesota is going to be done. So, uh, you know, we'll see a, a deal made at some point, I think. And I think even for Carolina, like I said, we you know, can't keep three goalies around. But what's Kachekov really going to do? Uh, you know, being in the AHL the rest of the season, if they can find the suitor to take either Anderson or Ronta, if the deal is right, uh, and then they, they know I have somebody capable in the AHL, then they might make a, a deal too. So these are both a uh, couple of teams to watch for with some uh, deals made, maybe not, you know, waiting until deadline time. They might make them a little bit earlier. We might see something happen before the all-star break potentially. So uh, that being said, this is a game I'm looking at that first period over. I mean, you, you know, laying a dollar 15 at, at BetMGM, that's a number we don't see too often these days. And Carolina's actually played well. Uh, as Chris Otto mentioned, they haven't lost a first period uh, in 18 games, 12 wins and then six draws. So this is a team they're five and two the last seven of the first period over, you know, they're not one of the best teams at getting off to a fast start, but Minnesota can sometimes draw that out of, out of teams. I like this first period over laying a, a really cheap price at dollar 15. 
All right, like in the first period over. And it's a cheap price because, you know, full game over is also a very cheap price here at five and a half uh, between uh, these two teams here tonight uh, in this game. As far as the uh, prop market goes here, by the way, three straight unders between Minnesota, at least full game unders between uh, these two teams. We'll see uh, if that uh, trend continues uh, here uh, tonight. Uh, it's interesting because we do have, see that the Wild have given up some goals lately. Even Carolina, you know, at times their defensive game has you know, kind of uh, come apart, at least at times. So we'll see if uh, both of those teams can, uh, uh, you know, uh, tighten things up a little bit here tonight. By the way, it is worth noting, too, on the uh, Carolina side of the equation, uh, Max Pacioretty uh, obviously just got back, right? Four games, and now he's out again, uh, two straight games, uh, and uh, probably out again tonight, it looks like, for Carolina as well. It, it maybe a game time decision because he's still listed as day to day. Maybe they haven't completely ruled him out yet, but it doesn't look like he's going to go. And Jordan Stahl as well was a personal matter, kept him out against Vancouver. He's potentially a no go as well tonight for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes in this game. So there could be some line shuffling required here for Rod Brindamore uh, in this one. Uh, tonight. All right, next up, we continue along here. New York Islanders and Buffalo Sabres. Buffalo minus 120, uh, home favorite, six the total uh, in this game. Um, this is another one of those Buffalo Sabres, and I bring this up in terms of special night in the arena because Buffalo, the team, has been pretty good in these spots in the past. Think about the couple of Rick Jenneret nights they had uh, last year. And tonight, of course, they raised the banner for Ryan Miller. Uh, the longtime Buffalo Sabres goaltender is probably the best Buffalo goaltender that this franchise has ever had outside of Dominic Hoshik. You know, it's Hoshik and Miller. You know, those are the two best goaltenders, 1A, 1B, that the Buffalo Sabres have had. And, you know, the Sabres, that great run to the conference finals two years in a row in the 2000s, I think it was 2006 and seven. Ryan Miller uh, was a big part of those teams. And, uh, certainly some of his best seasons were with the Buffalo Sabres. Most of his career was with the uh, Buffalo Sabres. So fitting that the Sabres will uh, pay homage to him here tonight, a tribute. He'll be in the building as well as family doing the whole bit with his uh, banner being raised to the Raptors. So Brian Miller night in Buffalo. Uh, certainly that's something that, you know, will get the crowd into it. We always talk about how it seems the Sabres play better when they've got that crowd, you know, all filling the, fill the place at Key Bank Center into something and uh definitely i think that's going to spur the sabers on a little bit here tonight in this game and if you're buffalo you can't be happy with the way you you coughed it up against chicago you sh you've got to get the two points in that game some way somehow i mean you can't find a way to lose that game in the fashion that you did uh but uh they fall in overtime to the blackhawks and uh look there's concern about buffalo here because you know they've shown these signs of streakiness uh, a little bit. Remember, they had that great finish to the year last year, including the upset against Boston. They beat Washington. They beat Minnesota at home. They were beating some really good hockey teams during that late December and early January stretch. And then since that time, uh, it's gone the other way for Buffalo. One and five in their last six games at home, they've struggled. They've lost four in a row here at Key Bank Center in Buffalo. Philly, Seattle, Winnipeg, Florida, losing all four of those home games, the uh, Sabres, uh, since then. So, uh, definitely uh, looking at this as a spot where if, you, if you're the Sabres, you've got an Islanders team that's struggling as well right now. Uh, they lost to Boston uh, last night, four to one. They've just gone one and six in their last seven games. So their recent form is even worse than Buffalo's, uh, believe it or not. One and six in their last seven. It's an opportunity here for Buffalo. Feed off the energy of the crowd. 
for Ryan Miller being in the building, the big ceremony, and come out strong. I like Buffalo in the game, minus 120, but I like the first period with Buffalo even more. I think the first 20, they've been really good in these spots. Generette's two uh, big nights that they did a ceremony for him last year. They had a really good first 20 minutes of both of those games at home for RJ. I think you're going to see that same kind of effort from the Sabres here tonight. And certainly it's a beatable foe right now. Let's not kid ourselves. Islanders can't put a puck in the ocean right now. Uh, the offense is struggling. The one game they did score goals against Washington, they give up the lead. So it's just their game, both ends of the ice, has not come together right now at all for this Islanders team. Buffalo's got a distinct rest advantage. Islanders rolling in on a back-to-back. Buffalo might jump on them early, especially feeding off the energy of the fan base in the building. So I like Buffalo here, first period, full game, money line split. Probably put a little higher percentage of those two bets on the first period because I think the first 20 minutes is really where you'll see Buffalo maybe get the lead here early in the game. What do you think here, uh, Alex, Islanders, Sabres? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think there's going to be a a lot of momentum in the building. And and that's one of the things about – the Sabres is that even when well, obviously when they're playing good too, but when they have, like you said, events and stuff, they really pack that place in and it does change the atmosphere because, you know, most, like most nights they're playing to a half empty building. So those are things you have to kind of factor in your handicap when you look at home ice advantage. There's not, you know, too many uh, factors with that, obviously in the NHL, but certain things uh, are go signs for certain teams. So I like Buffalo here, but I really like them in the first period. Like I said, I think that energy carries over. You can lay uh, the puck line, get plus 165, lay and a half a goal. So I'm going to take a shot with that. All right, there you go. Get even better value, minus a half at a plus price with the uh, Sabres here on the uh, puck line for uh, Alex in this one between uh, the Islanders and uh, Sabres. That first period puck line, plus 175 you know, in some spots. So really good value if you're going to take the shot that they can uh, be up uh, by a goal. Uh, after uh, 20 minutes. I I played it safer. I'm honestly just on the first period money line here uh, in this one. But if you want that better price, uh, certainly you can go for that. The first period money line that I have, by the way, is minus uh, in this one. Uh, Let me just double check here. First period money line is minus, uh, what did I get? Minus 110 on it uh, with the uh, first period money line uh, in this game for uh, Buffalo. Uh, So interesting to see how this one uh, plays out. But uh, you'd think there's going to be a pretty solid energetic start here from Uh, the Sabres uh, in this one. All right, next up, we've got Chicago and Philadelphia. Flyers, minus 220, uh, home favorites in this game. Six, the total. The two It's basically the tankathon, the tank bowl between two teams that should be tanking that aren't playing like they're tanking. That's what we're seeing right now from both the Blackhawks and the uh, Flyers. Both of them have more than a puncher's chance for Connor Bedard, but at the same point in time, you know, both of these teams, you know, kind of should be losing, but they're not right now. Philadelphia has been just uh, outstanding all of a sudden. Yeah, their last 10 games, they're 8-2, and 5-2 win against Anaheim uh, the other night. Chicago has suddenly won four of their last five games. They've even beaten some quality teams during that stretch. You know, Calgary, Colorado, uh, Buffalo. Buffalo obviously has, you know, declined a little bit in terms of recent form, but still a solid team. You know, it's not like Chicago's beaten up on just bad teams. They're actually stepping up now. Beating up, beating some of the better teams. The question now becomes, though, a lot of these wins were at home. That was a uh, long homestand for the uh, Blackhawks, seven-game homestand for them that they won four of the last five games of that homestand. Can you trust them to duplicate that energy, that effort, that ex- execution, that level of play on the road now where the Blackhawks are a lowly putrid 3-13 and 13 this season? I mean, just they've been terrible away from the Windy City. Most of their wins, you know, they've won – 12 games this year, nine of the wins have been at the United Center. 
So it tells you that on the road, it's difficult here uh, to trust Chicago to bring that same level of play. Uh, Philly has actually dominated Chicago. Six of the last seven head-to-head meetings have been won by the Flyers uh, in this uh, series history as well. I probably think Philly wins this game, but no, it's just one of those games. Minus 220, uh uh-uh, not going to happen in terms of laying that price. But uh, I do think the Flyers probably do get the dub uh, in this one. As far as the goaltending matchup goes, Carter Hart confirmed in net. Peter Morozik for Chicago. Uh, You look at two goalies here that, to be quite honest with you, Carter Hart's play is kind of up and down again lately. I'll, I'll, I'll come right out and say it. Samuel Arison's been better than Hart the last few games, honestly. Samuel Arison's played very well for them. He was terrific against Anaheim again. I don't think he's lost. I think he lost his first start against Carolina, Arison, and I don't think he's lost a start since then uh, for the Philadelphia Flyers. He's been very solid, and Hart's kind of been more up and down lately. Remember, he got pulled against Toronto in a recent game. He's had some games where he's given up some goals, and you know it doesn't take much to get the puck past Peter Morozik, that's for sure, so... The total is what interests me in that game. Never mind a side, trusting either of these teams to win. Just look for both teams to find the back of the net. I think that's possible. Chicago certainly can can do that. They've gone over the total now in uh, three, two of their last or three of their last four games. And we've talked about Philly during this great eight and two run. A large part of it is because they've really picked up their offense big time. Five, you know, they had the shutout against Boston that they got goose egg, but. Five against Anaheim, three against Washington, five against Washington, four against Buffalo, uh, six against Arizona, four goals against L.A. and San Jose. So, again, the offense has picked it up here for the Flyers. Over the total is probably the way I'd go in this game. Uh, What do you think here, Alex? Blackhawks, Flyers. Yeah, I'm going to look at Flyers team total over three and a half minus $1.20. If you throw out the 2010 Stanley Cup final, uh, and those games that were played in that series. The Hawks haven't won in Philly in the regular season since 1996. That's 17 straight losses uh, over the years. For whatever reason, they just do not play well historically in Philly. And like I said, this is a team that plays much better at home than they do on the road. So like I said, you can't lay 220 with Philly. Uh shouldn't be laying 220 with anybody right now. But this is definitely one of those spots where you look for the better value and look for uh, you know to back the side that should win this game, and I think that's Philly, and that's a cheap price. Lane three and a half, except Morazic's pretty much uh, just destined to you know give up four every time he's in the net. It seems like so three and a half at minus a dollar twenty. When you're looking at a team that's laying two twenty on to win the game, that's a no brainer for me. So go Flyers team total over. All right, Flyers team total over for uh, Alex in this one, isolating the Flyers to uh, do the brunt of the scoring uh, here tonight in this game against the uh, Blackhawks. Uh, And as far as the uh, Philadelphia Flyers are concerned with their uh, player props, keep an eye on Morgan Frost, uh, Owen Tippett, you know, Farabee, players like that. They're starting to really pick it up for the Flyers. I think Morgan Frost is finally starting to find some level of confidence for the Flyers. Of course, they put a lot on his plate. You know, not necessarily a guy that was ready when they first stuck him up on the number one center spot for him to be ready for that position. But, you know, he's starting to get better and better, more comfortable. He scored the other night against Anaheim. So slowly but surely, you're starting to see a level of, you know, improvement and just a lot more comfort in his role with the Flyers. Morgan Frost centering the top line for them uh, here in recent games. All right. We've still got plenty of Thursday games to break down here on the card. Hit the like button if you're watching on YouTube. We appreciate it very much. We'll be right back to break down the remainder of the Thursday card right after we hear from Graham Cope. Whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, racetrack, or on the ice, Graham Cope is for the game. 
Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products such as vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you and is also available at many American retailers as well. Get the best Delta 8 cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. If you visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you get 25% off of any order, and all orders on the site that are $50 and higher are shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. All right, we are back here on the ice, guys, and we are ready to continue along on a massive Thursday slate. A lot of great game. I'm excited to watch this card play out. All With all apologies to the person that asked me to do a special bonus bet cast tonight. I understand why you were asking. I do. It's a great card. It really is. But uh, we've got one Tuesday coming up, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and that's a pretty damn good card, too. If you actually look ahead, there's a lot of good games Tuesday night as well. So uh, we are looking forward to that. <clears throat> Our January Ice Guys Live BetCast uh, next Tuesday, uh, January 24th, 7 p.m. Eastern time. If you want to join us on the BetCast, uh, DM either me or Alex, and we will make sure we send you the link for the uh, BetCast before it begins uh, on Tuesday night. All right, let's carry on Florida and Montreal Florida minus 250 uh, road favorites in this game. The total currently six and a half across the board uh, in this one. Uh, Florida coming off the wild game against Toronto. Uh, Paul Maurice, as we played the clip of it yesterday uh, on the show, wasn't too enamored, wasn't too pleased with the officiating uh, from that game against the Leafs. Uh, we'll, we'll see if that belly aching does him any good. Our guy Jimmy Murphy has said this a bunch with us. Sometimes when a coach is adamant about the officiating being terrible in one game they go the extra mile to give them a few extra calls the next game so let's see if that's going to be something to witness here with florida tonight as they go to uh, montreal and take on the uh, canadians you know it's a abs team that they've won two in a row beating the uh, rangers two to one beating the jets uh, by a score of two to one uh they're getting very solid you know their defensive play is improving even with the absences of, as we've talked about for a long time now, uh, Caden Gooley uh, being out. I do want to point out, though, uh, for the uh, Canadians, bolstering that blue line even more, uh, the return of Mike Matheson, and he returned against Winnipeg Tuesday night. And, look, it's not a surprise that they played one of their best defensive games in a long time. Not only did they beat Winnipeg 4-1, they actually held them to you know, lower amount of high-danger chances. All their defense, defensive numbers and metrics look better against Winnipeg than they have in a majority of Montreal's recent games since the Christmas break, where again, coming out of the break, we, Alex and I were just hammering this game in and game out the team total overs with the opponent because they were just wretched, but they've certainly fixed it. And now they get Matheson back, one of their best blue liners, one of the best they have. Uh, and it's definitely going to help them even more. He is a game changer. No question. Cheshire cat, hundred uh, percent. It is a huge deal that they get him back uh, on the blue line and, you saw the difference with him against Winnipeg. So you've got that, obviously improving Montreal on the blue line. And you've got Samuel Montembeau in that, who's also played very well in his last two, three starts. Look at the numbers. He's been very good during this recent run for Montreal. And you've got the added angle here in this game of facing his former team. He was in the Florida Panthers uh, organization for uh, a period of time. But they said, hey, we got Bobrovsky. 
We're paying him big bucks. We've got the the young kid of the future on the way, Spencer Knight. Out you go, Sammy Montembeau, and obviously he left. And uh, you know they didn't bring him back. And you don't forget that shit. You know when you're a player and you've got and you're and you're in the, at this level, you know that that team. Hey, they punted on me. They didn't keep me around. Uh, I want to stick it to them when I get the chance. And so don't be surprised if Montembeau plays well tonight. And he's played well lately. He's certainly going to be motivated and certainly going to be uh, fired up, I think, to play the Panthers uh, here in this game tonight. So don't sleep on that uh, little element to this game. Uh, as far as the uh, injuries go for the uh, Canadians, that it looks like the, Uri Slavkovsky has been added to the IR. Uh, of course, we know Gallagher's been there for weeks. Jake Evans is now on IR. I mean, they do seem to be getting uh, more injuries ramping up, especially up front with the forward group now is where the injuries are really ravaging this team. Yoel Armia, same thing. Uh, Jonathan Drouin, uh, also uh, upper body injury. He'll be out till at least the uh, all-star break. So just all kinds of injuries right now for this um, Montreal Canadiens team. And uh, up front, that is. So it might even make them into more of a defensive shell now uh, moving forward uh, in this going forward. So keep an eye on that. I think for me, I'm going to look at some kind of Montreal bet here. If it's plus one and a half to be a little bit safer or maybe a first period full game money line split, take that plunge. I mean, I do not trust the Florida Panthers. It's minus 250 road favorites. They are not winning games easily. They're not winning games comfortably. The defense and goaltending from Bobrovsky, one game it's okay, one game it's very shaky. Uh, this is a Montreal dog or pass type of spot for me uh, in this game. And uh, it looks like, look who's here. Uh, we've got our go. guy. Here. Sorry, yeah. boys. A little late there, but we, we got her. We got her, indeed. Luke Sanko joining us here on the Ice Guys show from sunny Florida. Obviously. Oh, look at it. Better weather than what. Yeah. Oh, nice. Just make, <laughs> more make us yeah. more jealous now. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. How are you? Very good. How good, about dude. you? Good, man. Good. Did a little work this morning. Now we're done. So good. I'm done for the weekend. All right. That looks nice. great. So you're in a great, beautiful weather, sunshine, all this shit. And not only that, but his work week is done. So, yeah. yeah. Nice yeah, to be yeah. you right not now. Not to brag or anything, but. Yeah. <laughs> nice to be you. So before we get into all the games for tonight, just briefly, tell us who Luke Sanko is and play, and playing, where you played, all that shit. Yeah. So I uh, grew up in Tecumseh, played for Tecumseh uh, Eagles AA all the way up till, uh, till Midget. Um, went up to Toronto uh, for two years up there and played in the GTHL and then the OJHL a little bit. Um, and then uh, in my 18-year-old year, I had a little bit of heart issues. I uh, have this WPW going on in my heart. I got five valves and this and that. I had to go to the hospital for a couple weeks. So I uh, had a little surgery get done and stuff like that. And so um, couldn't really go back to Georgetown. They kind of filled the spots there when I was in the hospital, but came back and then uh, Signed with Lakeshore, played with Lakeshore uh, Canadians there. Um, tough little ending there. Uh, lost to Dresden in the first round my year, so that still uh, still haunts me to this day. Um, but then the next year went up to Leamington Flyers, and by far my funnest year of hockey. It was awesome. Uh, Tony Porofsky was the coach there. We had, a, we had a pretty old team, a lot of veterans. Um, went to the finals, lost against London, but, you know, we I had a lot ton of fun. They bring you on that cruise uh, in January, so – it was uh, that was pretty good. That was my junior career, and then um, one of my old skating coaches, Jason Cerrone, he uh, he coached in uh, Midland University in Nebraska. So, offered a little scholarship to come out and get some schooling done. And I really wasn't ready to give up the dream yet, so I went up there and uh, and did that. So I played four years there, um, and then COVID kind of hit uh, right when I was graduating and stuff like that. So I uh, 
the coach offered me to come back, be the captain again, um, and take my master's. So I uh, went back for a year and a half, played another year of hockey, and uh, got my master's. And then now I'm all of a sudden I'm down here in Florida. So yeah, it was not, uh, not bad. Yeah, yeah, it was a good, good little career. I'm uh, I actually didn't I haven't I haven't skated in a while up until a few months ago, and I I'm working at the hockey arena down here at the Florida Everblades in the East Coast Hockey League. Um, so I just jumped in a men's league this uh, this past season and. I don't have the legs like I used to. I'll tell you that for free. So, well, that also explains why you're in men's league now, right? Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Here, three men's league. You just go out there, have fun with the boys. So, yeah, yeah, no, exactly. uh, yeah. It was good, good, uh, good little career, if you want to call it. And uh, had a lot of fun. Met a lot of good guys. Had a lot of good coaches. I took. Uh, I really want to be a coach. Actually, one of my uh, minors in school. I have a business major and a minor in coaching as well. So really interested in getting involved in coaching somewhere somehow so uh that'll be for sure down the road i think for sure awesome stuff and uh good stuff so now we're gonna put put your betting cap on and hey, see what you it. can do see what you like here in some of these uh games uh you know what we'll do at the end of the show we'll yeah. go through the rest of the games and then at the end before best bets we'll catch you up on the games that we've already talked about and you can throw out any opinions you got on those but obviously the florida panthers close by uh to where you are what an up and down season they've had obviously they're way under pace compared to where they were last year at this time you know mm -hmm. president's trophy winners now are wondering if they're going to make the fucking playoffs this year yeah. that's where we're at with the panthers what do you think of this game tonight as they take the trip to montreal yeah i mean i, I can't find a way to get on a streak you know like those guys like kachuk and and um some of the some of the bigger guys there that drive the net they gotta they gotta start working harder like come on boys but I don't know. Montreal's a hardworking team. It's in Montreal tonight. Yep. Yeah. I mean, where did Florida play two nights ago in uh, Toronto? Yeah. yeah. So, They're doing yeah. the uh, Canadian trip. Yeah. Oh yeah, they lost in uh, OT there, right? Yep. Yeah. So I mean, they're probably uh, they're probably due for a win, but I mean, like you said, I, I hopped on there uh, just as you were finishing up your little take on it. But um, so I, I I'm a Red Wings fan, man. I hate the Canadians. So. <laughs> Um, but, uh, no, I think, I think, you know, it's up to those the, in these games like these, I think it's up to guys like Matthew Kachuk and, and to get dirty down and dirty, go drive the net, get pucks to the net. So he was very quiet against Toronto. I, it was yeah. weird in a game like that. I didn't think he was as emotionally engaged as he probably should be, especially yeah. considering your team needs wins. I think when they're at their best, he's like at the forefront of everything sure. uh, on the ice. And definitely you didn't see that nearly as much uh, the other night against uh, Toronto. But I thought for me, it's Montreal. For me, it's yeah. dog or pass in this one. It's just all about the price. This team is just way too flighty for me to be laying minus 250 with them. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Panthers, Canadians. Yeah, I mean, on a big car like this, this is a clear pass. I mean, I'm not laying uh, that have a price. I'm not laying any price at Florida right now. And I can't back Montreal with the way that their defense has been kind of up and down. I don't, don't expect them to just kind of tighten things up right away so this is this is definitely one i wouldn't be betting at all to be honest yeah anaheim and columbus now uh, next up here we've got uh, another game where it's like two teams that are uh, not playing for exercise just like uh, chicago and philadelphia uh, earlier in the car we got uh, columbus minus 170 uh, home favorite six and a half the total in this one i mean anaheim is just in one of these places right now where they play well which doesn't happen often but the rare times they play well they still lose Look at the Pittsburgh game the other night. They were up 3-2 late in the third period. Pittsburgh ties it in the final minute. Uh, and then, of course, uh, once once Pittsburgh tied it in the final minute, you knew Anaheim was done. 
yeah, they knew they were going to lose in overtime, and that's yeah. exactly what happened. So when they play well and competitive, they still lose. And then obviously they have other games where they're just terrible, and obviously they lose. So that's where Anaheim is right now. It's tough for me to back them at the moment, but do you want to lay minus 170 with Columbus? No. Uh, if anything here, two bad teams, you know, two of the worst teams in the NHL, you can make a case maybe for some goals to be scored. It is worth noting two of the last three head-to-heads have gone over. Anaheim's on a six-game over the total streak right now. Where they're actually starting to score a few more goals, but they continue to just hemorrhage goals defensively. They're just giving up goals left and right. You know, Columbus has actually gone under in two straight games, but Nashville, Rangers, both of those teams are very capable of tightening things up defensively. You know, and you've got Shesterkin and, uh, well, I think it was Lankinen in the in the Nashville game, and he still played very well. But anyway, you've got two teams that will play tight, two teams that can defend a little bit. That ain't Anaheim. I think you get an up-and-down track meet kind of game. So rather than a side here, I would look over six and a half. Alex, anything here? Ducks, Jackets. Yeah, this is a game I'm looking for a live over. I'm going to get a five and a half. Like I said, not worried about the plus price, but definitely going to get the better number here. And I don't think we're going to get scoring early enough to where we have to worry about uh, getting shot out of that. So I'm going with the live over five and a half. Anything in the minus 120 range. All right, so waiting for a live over uh, in this game. And it is Merzlikens again for the uh, Jackets uh, in net. It just continues to be a rough time for him, uh, no question about it. I mean, 4.44 goals against, 869 save percentage, 5-12 and 12, uh, record. If That makes you want to take Anaheim for something. Yeah, yeah, seriously. It really yeah. does, but they, they just every time you think they're, they've got a favorable situation, it's not a bad price. It's plus 150. The guy's 5-12, and 12, and I'm still having a hard time. Uh, pulling the trigger here on the Ducks, but uh, it definitely has me more in that direction after seeing those numbers and seeing that Merzlikens is confirmed because we know he's just had a, a dreadful time of it lately on all season, really, here in Columbus. Luke, what do you think here, Anaheim, Columbus? Uh, in Columbus, right? I, I like the Jackets. I like the Jackets. I think uh, I think they got some firepower up front, like I was talking about. They got guys that will drive the net and stuff like that, and and workhorses I, I don't know i like the jackets here i like the, i like the over too though um if you could parlay um maybe but i like the jackets at home i like the jackets. that is a good idea the the, the columbus and over combo uh and you can get yeah. five and a half instead of six and a half with that combo yeah. and you'll get a plus price on it so yeah. uh, that's definitely a consideration if you like the jackets try parlaying it the combo bets we've talked about it with bigger favorites you're obviously going to get a, a better price in that regard uh, if you go that direction all right we've got nashville and st louis now uh, a divisional matchup nashville on the road minus 120 uh, road favorites here in st louis uh, the total in this game currently uh six uh shaded to the under uh, in this game the uh, blues are a team we've talked about it they've had to deal with tons tons of personnel issues uh, of late uh no question uh defense uh, up front, they've had to, obviously O'Reilly and Tarasenko out for a long period of time. It's Portuzo, it's Krug, both out on the blue line. And, you know, it's tough to win games with all of that personnel out of the lineup. And St. Louis has definitely had their share of issues. Now, they are coming off a win against Ottawa, 2-1 to one in their last game. They were outshot, outchanced, but it was actually a very solid performance in net from Bennington. But they're going to need more of that because it's definitely a shorthanded blue line right now for the uh, St. Louis Blues. Uh, on the flip side, you've got Nashville, uh, two straight wins at home against Calgary and Columbus, uh, and now they go back uh, on the road here tonight to face the Blues. Uh, it is worth noting uh, St. Louis has won four of the last five meetings here against 
uh, the uh, Nashville Predators, one nothing in overtime the last time these two teams met, 6-2 in Nashville uh, before that. Uh, so the Blues have actually played this Nashville team very well. Uh, I do lean over a little bit because of series history, where four of the last five meetings have gone over. Uh, five of the last six, in fact, actually have gone over the total with the uh, Predators and the uh, Blues. I could only look Nashville here, even with that series history on Nashville or on St. Louis's side. It's just there's a lot of key personnel out for the uh, Blues going into this game, and I think it's kind of fool's gold that they beat Ottawa. You know, they did really get outplayed, and they had to hang on for dear life in that game. So uh, I would lean a little to Nashville here. I don't love it, but I lean Nashville minus 120. Same with the over. Lukewarm opinions, but it would be Preds. It would be uh, over the total if I'm betting this one. As far as the props go, I'm going to stick to the same players I've talked about for Nashville here lately. Yuso Parsonen has been an impact player, scoring goals, setting up his teammates, getting points. Uh, he's probably a good prop look for this game. Cody Glass moving up to the top line with Forsberg and Duchesne, and he scored for Nashville. Those are the great situations we love to capitalize on with player props. So Cody Glass is probably worth a look. For St. Louis, uh, Jake Neighbors, you know, playing with Shannon Buchnevich. Uh, he's moving up the lineup. That's a bet-on type of prop situation. And really, you can take your chance with anybody on the top line for St. Louis because the Thomas Kairou sod top line has really carried the offense whatever offense st louis has had much of it has come from that group uh, alex what do you think here preds and blues yeah i like this first period over um i laid a dollar 25 but i'm seeing it as you know around dollar 25 dollar 30 i think it's a, a good price st louis has actually gone six and one to the first period over the last seven home games uh and, and this is a team that's kind of you know you know been up and down defensively and, and having you know the, some issues with finding some consistent goaltending we've seen that say that throughout the year with uh Bennington and certainly with Grace uh and Nashville's kind of in that same boat these are you know two teams that I thought would be kind of floating toward the bottom of the central and, and you know most of it being reliant on having some issues on the back end like sitting out with the Blues having some injury issues on the uh blue line as well this feels like it could be a, a decent pace somebody in the chat mentioned about the draw I would look toward the draw here. That's a, a good possibility. I think it's going to be more of a, of a high-scoring game that could end up going into overtime. So I would just be looking at first-period overs and also looking at that over six as well. Uh, I think this could be a, one of those kind of interesting battles that just kind of goes back and forth. But I don't want to take a shot on the side here. All right, there we go. Just sticking to that uh, first-period over here in this one. All right, Luke, any thoughts here? Predators, Blues. Yeah, I mean, like you said earlier, the Blues are hurting. they got a lot of injuries, you know, but – they got good. They got good leadership and Coach Barube there. So you know, guys are out. Guys are filling in. They're working hard and stuff like that. But I, uh, I, I like to parlay this one again too with the with uh, what do we got minus one twenty, Nashville and and the over. I think. I, I bet I want to see what the price is on that there. because remember this is only a minus one twenty favorite. Yeah. And if you're going to put them into a into a, a combination bet with the over five and a half. That's really going to be a good price. And I'm just going to uh, take a look right now what you can find with that. Nashville and over five and a half, which Luke, Luke likes in this game, plus 220. So oh, that's a great price. That's some juice. That that's really good. That's really good. That's that, that's the kind of uh, value I might even uh, look at a little bit. I might even split it up now. Instead of Nashville and over six separately, do those separately, but you know, break it off even further and put some of what you would have put on the Nashville and the over individually into that Nashville and over five and a half at plus 220. That is an excellent price. Now it is Soros. Now that's the one concern for projecting goals is that UC Soros has been absolutely sensational lately for the, uh, 
Nashville Predators. Um, but he did give up some goals against Buffalo. You know, the last time we saw him, he did give up. You know, he showed he's human. He's not He's not going to stand on his head every game. I know he had that great run, Carolina, and a bunch of the games there. He was really playing some excellent hockey for Nashville, but he's not going to do that every single night. And St. Louis usually on at home is going to at least put a couple pucks in the net. They're usually good to do that. So, uh, like I said, that Nashville and over five and a half, definitely some solid value. Uh, this is definitely one of the games of the night. Winnipeg-Toronto is one of the better games. Bruins-Rangers, good game. And this is obviously a good game. Lightning and Oilers. This is the ESPN game, I think, tonight as well uh, at 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern. Yeah, it is ESPN national TV here for Lightning and Oilers tonight. Uh, Edmonton minus 120, home favorite, six and a half, uh, the total in this one. I think this sets up just a slam dunk time for the Edmonton Oilers tonight. I really do. I think when you look at the way this this sets up going into tonight, this is an Oilers team that is finally hitting the accelerator, playing some of their best hockey in a long time, finally showing that they can put a win streak together. I mean, this is a team for the longest time, win-loss, 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 just couldn't get any sort of traction going. And now Edmonton's won four in a row. Uh, Jack Campbell is finally starting to reestablish some level uh, of confidence. And anybody that's a fan of hockey wants to see Jack Campbell succeed because of the person he is. Like, he's just one of those jovial, you know, teammates love him. He's just a likable fella. I mean, that's just mm-hmm. the way it is. And no, everyone wants to see him get his game back after just some terrible struggles uh, early in the season. And he's played a little bit better lately for uh, the Edmonton Oilers. No question about that. They've won four in a row. They get Tampa on a back-to-back here after playing in Vancouver. And it's actually third road game in four nights for the Lightning and also the fourth road game in six nights for the Lightning if you factor in the St. Louis game on Saturday night to start the road trip. St. Louis, Seattle, Vancouver, and now Edmonton. Back-to-back, three and four, four and six uh, on the road for the Lightning. And he had the win against Vancouver, the big night for Stamkos, getting goal number 500 of his great career last night. It's just a perfect setup for a flat spot. It shouldn't be a flat spot because it's Edmonton, it's ESPN. You know, it's your national TV game tonight. But I think Edmonton with the rest advantage, uh, you know, a win for Tampa against Edmonton, you know, is like, okay, it's just another game. I think a win for Edmonton against Tampa, you know, for a team that's trying to get there and be a Stanley Cup contender and get to a Stanley Cup final and win a Stanley Cup, that means even more. Uh, in my opinion, I think the Oilers get it done tonight. I like them at minus 120 uh, in this game. And as far as the Edmonton games go right now, uh, they're just flying over uh, for the most part. So six and a half, you know, we're going to go right back to that well right now. Lightning and Oilers over six and a half. And while I've been singing the praises of Jack Campbell, let's also not forget, you know, while he's played better, he's still given up, you know, a couple of goals at least in the majority of these games. And it's not like Edmonton's going to completely put the blanket you would think not completely put the blanket over tampa bay here tonight in this game so as far as the props go i mean braden points just absolutely rolling right now so if you can put him in some sort of prop parlay for this game you can do that uh for edmonton uh vander kane of course returned to the lineup uh, earlier this week for the uh oilers now they started him off on the third line with mcleod and fogel but during that game jay woodcroft did put him back with mcdavid so don't be surprised if it's mcdavid Hyman and uh, Kane once again on the uh, top line, which means that uh, you're going to see some shuffling. That means uh, Dylan Holloway might get knocked down a peg a little bit. Clem Costin might as well, although he's been playing with Nugent Hopkins and Yanmark, so that might stay the same. 
Uh, Dreisaitl will probably might ship down a little bit, and they break up Connor and Leon now that uh, Kane is back. So keep an eye on with the line combos and what they'll look like for Edmonton here tonight. But, yeah, for me, Oilers and over 6.5 in this one. Uh, Alex, what do you think here for this one? ESPN, Lightning, Oilers. Yeah, it should be a fun one to watch. I'm probably going to do the same thing like I, I was able to do yesterday with the Lightning. Uh, wait for the live over five and a half. I was able to get, you know get that in time. And like I said, I didn't wait for a plus price. I went and laid. Uh, I actually laid a dollar twenty-eight with the five and a half, and that cash. I was able to get it just in time. Maybe about a minute to spare before Stamkos got the goal. And like I said, it was his five hundred career goal. And like I said, it just kind of feels like it could be a flat spot, but it also feels like it could be kind of one of those tight back and forth battles. Uh, I would probably lean with the draw here too, looking at a uh, you know plus three fifty five, plus three sixty price. Uh, you know, Vasilevsky's on his game. Like I said, Campbell can can kind of get things rolling. Uh, I think this could be high scoring early, and then maybe tightens up late and you see it go past sixty. So a lean with the draw, but I definitely am looking for a live over five and a half. All right, lean with the draw and a lot live over at uh, five and a half is for uh, what Alex is looking for here. Uh, Luke, uh, what do you think here? National TV game, one of the games of the night, Tampa Edmonton. Yeah, I mean, you you said it earlier. You, you if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best, right? So, you got to. Uh, they're they're one of the best in the league. I'm sure, Connor and Leon, the boys, they're fired up, ready to go tonight. They know that they're getting Tampa on the back end of a road trip here, and they better be ready to go. I, I just don't. I don't like taking the Oilers. Just the the, the monster in the other end. He's unbelievable. Like he can he can win a game by himself. You know, like it's tough, but it. On both teams, a lot of firepower, a lot of upfront firepower, not much uh, defense there on the Oilers. Obviously, you got Victor and Hedman on the back end there in Tampa, and you got some good solid D there. But I, I like the over in this one, like I said, uh, or like you guys said, maybe a live over five and a half. Um, but there's a lot of firepower in this game. I I, I can see it going four, four, three, you know, five, three, open net, something like that kind of thing. So. Maybe, yeah, like you said, wait to wait to see what the first period shows and then uh, kind of go from there. But I'm leaning over on this one. Yeah, it's hard not to with Edmonton right now. And you mentioned the monster on the other side uh, and your hesitancy maybe to back Edmonton because of that. You're, of course, talking about Andre Vasilevsky. Uh, Elliot played last night for uh, Tampa Bay against Vancouver. So uh, it definitely is going to be Andre Vasilevsky. You don't even have to wonder about that. He will be a net. And Campbell already has been confirmed here for uh, the Oilers in this one. All right, Washington, Arizona. Uh, Capitals minus 210 road favorites, six the total uh, in this one. Washington starting a road trip and uh, just all over the place lately with their results. The Capitals uh, stringing consistency together and good performances together has been an issue uh, for Washington. Since December 29th, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, loss, win, loss. That's been the pattern for the uh, Washington Capitals. So unable to string, you know, two good games together. They haven't won two games in a row in forever. But they have been, for the most part, pretty good bouncing back off a loss. You know, if you look at this stretch, they haven't lost more than two games in a row just the one time. Every other game off a loss since late December, they bounced back and won. They'll be looking to do that here after dropping a 4-2 game against Minnesota at home. And we referenced it earlier when we talked about Minnesota-Carolina. Uh, Washington probably deserved a better fate in that game. They outplayed the Wild, but uh, they didn't capitalize on their chances. And Washington uh, was able, uh, obviously, to, uh, or Minnesota was able to take advantage of their opportunities and get that 4-2 win in that game. Uh, Arizona, a team that I backed and bet on as underdogs a lot here at the Mullet Arena uh, against Detroit. They got back in the win column. 
uh, against Detroit with a 4-3 shootout win after losing, I believe, three in a row at home after being very good uh, on home ice. So uh, they cooled off a little at home, but they got back in the win column against Detroit. But just like Washington, you know, probably deserved to win against Minnesota, Arizona deserved probably to lose to Detroit. Detroit outplayed the uh, Coyotes heavily. Uh, it was actually a solid game in net from Connor Ingram. Uh, you know, there was a couple posts as well for Detroit. And uh, Arizona caught Magnus Helberg on a uh, not a great night. So, And they took advantage of that, and they got the uh, 4-3 win uh, in that game over the uh, Red Wings. We'll see how they fare here. I remember back on November the 5th, these teams played, and Arizona pulled off a mammoth upset over Washington, 3-2. to two, And I was on the Coyotes in that game. I remember it very well. I took the plus 250, plus 260 with them in Washington. That's the kind of loss, though, you could see with the Capitals losing the last game starting a road trip. They could, they may not look past Arizona tonight. I get that sense. That's just my gut feel in this game. Do you think that, Alex, with your cap, doesn't it feel like Washington isn't yeah. going to look past Arizona tonight? you got to start this road trip in good form because you got tougher games coming up. So I wouldn't be looking at Arizona tonight, even though I've backed them a lot at home. Alex, what do you think here, Capitals, Coyotes? Yeah, this, this screams like a spot to uh, take Washington on that team total three and a half. Only land, you know, I'm seeing a dollar ten, dollar fifteen, uh, and it so could be some scoring early and often. And in this one, like I said, they want to get off to a fast start. They know that they lost this team. They've struggled against this Arizona team, uh, even in, in some of the wins that they've had. They've been mostly just two nothing wins. So uh, nothing by margin against what's been you know historically some bad Coyotes teams over the years. Uh, so, yeah, they need to, to put it together a, a solid, strong effort. They need to put a, a full 60 minutes into this one. So uh, I'm going to go with Capitals team total over three and a half. All right. Alex going to look at Washington team total here over three and a half in this one. As far as the prop market goes in this uh, game, there actually are a couple Coyote props I'm interested in, even though I think uh, Washington is probably going to be in a good situation here. I don't think they'll look past them. And the number one prop option for me on the Arizona side, the Golden Kid. The 19-year-old, Dylan Gunther, Mr. Golden Goal for Team Canada at the World Junior Hockey Championship. He's come back to Arizona, and that performance in the World Junior has gone right to his fucking skates because he's come back here with Arizona, and he's been excellent. Scored the other night against Detroit uh, in that 4-3 win. Scored against Ottawa. He's got three points in four games. He's got seven shots on goal, by the way, against Detroit uh, as well. I mean, and uh, Andre Tourney, the head coach, has got the confidence in him right now. He's making plays, and he's making an impact. He's up to the second line now as well with Nick Bukestad and Lawson Kraus. So Dylan Gunther of the Arizona Coyotes, I think that's a great value prop tonight for this game involving the Arizona Coyotes. For Washington, it's Sheary, Milano, Gustafson. We've talked a lot about those same group of players. You know, uh, for them, uh, Dylan Strom. Yep, Dylan Strom's a good one. Cheshire Caddy's starting to get it going again. Uh, a couple good options there for Washington. But to me, the best Arizona player prop to bet tonight's Gunther. Uh, he's definitely undervalued right now, given the way he's uh, starting to really make an impact nightly. Luke, how about you, Washington, Arizona? Um, yeah, you know, some sometimes that's the, that's the that's what you need as a young kid in the NHL. You go down, you you get sent down, or go to the World Juniors, and you can get that spark. You get that confidence, and you come up, and now he's rolling. So I, I love that. I love a little prop bet on uh, Gunther there. Um, Coyotes are really good at home, but I mean Washington's in the mix here. I'm not sure what they uh, they're sitting in fourth in the Metropolitan, so a couple points behind the Rangers. This is a as much as a 
mid-season game this is. Like you said, they can't be looking by this one. This is a, this is a big game. You get two points here, you know, um, that brings you back into the mix and things. So, yeah, I mean, maybe maybe that player prop on Gunther, I love that one. And then uh, I got I got minus one and a half for the Capitals at plus 125. That's something maybe I lean to there. You know, I I feel like uh, like Alex said, you know, there's there's some scoring there in, in Washington. So, you know, if you can if you can get them uh, plus one one twenty five at minus one and a half, and they get that open net at the end, or or yep. I mean, in all honesty, they could blow them out. You know, like they they could uh, they could really bring. I, the heat. I get the sense they're not going to forget that they lost at home to Arizona uh, earlier this year, and they had actually a two one lead in the third, and Arizona got them twice, tied it in the third, and then got the go ahead goal in the third period as well. So yeah, you got to believe Ovi's taking a little, saying a little speech before the game, boys, this is a big yeah. one here. We don't, we don't let that happen again. Let's get her going. And they're coming out firing. So I like caps minus one and a half. And then, yeah, if you're going to do a prop bet, probably uh, lay something on Gunther there on Arizona. Yeah. I think Gunther, Gunther's one of my favorite props of the entire board tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. Honestly, just because of the prices you're getting uh, for him right now. No question. All right. New Jersey and Seattle. We've got the uh, devils and Kraken. Uh, Devils minus 130 road favorites, uh, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Um, I, I definitely would be only New Jersey here. Um, I'm worried that all of this BS and this, uh, with the schedule with Seattle is just completely eating them up right now. I mean, we've talked about this. I mean, I'm not going to go over it for the millionth time, but it's just a, it's a disgrace by the NHL schedule makers what they've done to this Kraken team. Terrible. I mean, they go out on the road for what, six, seven in a row. Start in Edmonton, all the way out east, back to Chicago. Instead of going to Edmonton and then going home, they get them back home to Tampa to play Tampa after the Chicago game. And then you put them back on the road on a back-to-back against Edmonton on Tuesday. And now you fly them back home again uh, here tonight. I mean, it's just nonstop travel for this team. And they are definitely feeling it. You know, they don't have the burst. They don't have the, you know, the, the, the jump that we've seen that Kraken team have, especially during portions of that road trip where they were just rolling. Um, the, the schedule is just caught up to them, and it's going to catch up to anybody that's going through that kind of shit. I mean, it's terrible scheduling. And for me, Seattle's a bet against until the schedule calms down, until they get some fucking time off and days off. Uh, I hope to uh, goodness that they're going to get some time off at some point instead of just one day off. And uh, let's see what their schedule is after this. They play tonight, and then they play at home Saturday against Colorado. And then finally, they stay home, no travel, and they're going to have three days off after the game against Colorado. And then they'll play next Wednesday against Vancouver. So finally, this team is going to get a little break. Thank goodness. Finally, a little break in the schedule because they need it desperately. And uh, I think they're going to be in tough tonight because New Jersey's got their game rolling again. Five straight wins. They didn't even play all that great against San Jose, but they tied it late with Jack Hughes, who's just been a beast and then they win in a shootout 4-3. So I'm on the Devils here, minus 125, uh, minus 130 in this one. Uh, short road favorite price. Uh, hard to bet anything but over with the total because of New Jersey and the way, the way they're trending. Six straight uh, overs between uh, or involving the Devils. And the last meeting between these two teams here in Seattle last year also went over the total. So the over is probably going to be a smaller bet for me as well here in this game. Alex, what do you think here, New Jersey and Seattle? Yeah, so I'm looking. At, I'm looking at that first period over. I laid 145 with a uh, over one and a half. If you can't, if you're seeing higher than that, which I am seeing on some shops, higher dollar fifty five, dollar sixty, just wait and grab this in game. 
We've seen the Devils cash four straight to the first period over. Uh, Seattle was historically kind of, you know, cashing in those first period overs at home. And like you said, the travel spot just being really rough. I could easily see this one going over uh, early. If Seattle's not in this one, they could be down 3 nothing after the first 20 minutes. Indeed. And I'm not falling for this with New Jersey here. It's the last game of the road trip for New Jersey. Sometimes that's a bet against. I fell into that trap with Seattle. Perfect road trip. Bet against them against Chicago, and they what, it was six nothing in that game before you could blink. So I'm not falling victim to that anymore. I'm not just automatically I'll play against the team that's perfect on the road trip and last game they're going to lay an egg. Doesn't always work that way. And to be honest, there's a worse spot schedule wise, number of games in a short period of time for Seattle compared to uh, New Jersey here. What do you think, Luke? Devils crap? Yeah, I mean. Like you said, the Devils, they uh, on a little bit of a win streak here. I know just before this win streak or a little bit before, they went on a little bit of a skid there. So, you know, they they can't afford to be going losing to teams like this. But I think uh, out, out, out west, last game of the, the road trip, it's really a toss-up for me, but I, I'm taking the Devils on this one. I'm going Devils. Uh, and, you know, I get them minus one and a half at plus 200. That's some good – that's some good juice there. So, you know, I love the minus one and a half. So, oh, I love them. Last minute, last minute empty netter, you know. I mean, yeah, I like the Devils in this one. Too much firepower for me up front for the Devils. They're on a roll right now. Let's finish. Their, they'll probably finish this uh, this uh, road trip strong here and, and go back home and keep her going. I like the Devils minus one and a half here. You know what's scary, too, about the Devils, and it's why they're starting to win again. Their offense has started to pick it up, and it's Jack Hughes – it's Nico Heeshear, it's Jesper Bratt, and it's also a little Dougie Hamilton from the blue line. They're all firing away and rolling and producing offensively right now at the same time. And you're going to get all four of those guys, Dougie on the blue line, Nico, Jack, and Jesper, all producing at the same time, which they all are right now during this win streak. They're, that, that takes the Devils to a new level, uh, and you're seeing that right now, no question. They're all in excellent form, sizzling at the moment for uh, New Jersey. And by the way, too, another thing that back that helps New or su- sub- substantiates your argument for New Jersey in this game is the home road splits for these two teams. Neither of these teams is as good at home. Both of them. You know, you look at the Devils; they're only uh, eleven and twelve at home. The Kraken are ten and eleven on their home ice. And meanwhile, you've got two teams that are excellent on the road. Seattle is 16 and 7 on the road. New Jersey's 18 and 3 uh, on the road this year. So that's another reason I like the Devils. I mean, both of these teams have been much better, believe it or not, away from home, both of them. So that definitely favors, in my opinion, the Devils here tonight as well. All right, we got two games left. Man, there's been a massive slate 13 games, Detroit and Vegas. Uh, next up, we've got uh, Vegas minus 170. Uh, home favorites here uh, in this game. The total uh, currently sitting at, uh, it looks like a six, yeah, six, six and a half, depending on uh, where you look here in this one. Uh, Detroit, a valiant effort against Arizona, but uh, they ran into Connor Ingram, of all people, shutting the door on them, which was, I didn't necessarily expect that. So uh, obviously Detroit looking to bounce back here against the uh, Vegas Golden Knights, uh, who, you know, to be honest with you, Vegas has been a uh, an odd bunch lately. They really have. I mean, if you look at their recent results, they've, they're only one and three in their last four games. They've had a rough homestand. You know, aside from beating Pittsburgh at the beginning, you know, they got drubbed 5-1 by the Kings. They beat Florida 4-2. In a game they were trailing in the third, they had to rally like hell just to beat the Panthers. 
4-2 in that game. And then, of course, the last two games at home, 4-3 loss to Edmonton and shut up 4 nothing blanked by Dallas. Not exactly a team I'm rushing to lay minus 170 even no. with right now the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. But at the same time, this does kind of feel like, hey, we've we've only got a couple games left on this homestand. We've got to turn it around. We have Washington coming up on Saturday, and then we go on the road for a bunch of games after that. You know, it's weird to see Vegas, actually another team with a better road record than at home. You know, they're only one game above 500 here at the Fortress at T-Mobile Arena. Unfortunately, here's Detroit coming in with a 7-13 and road record this year. They have struggled away from the pizza box, uh, Little Caesars Arena. Uh, they have not been good away from home. I think it's a real tough game from a side perspective. I think Vegas wins. I don't feel comfortable laying minus 170, but I have no interest in Detroit uh, here on the road right now. Uh, the road record's been bad. Uh, they've lost three in a row against Columbus, Colorado, and Arizona. Uh, right now, their defensive play is kind of going backward. It's kind of why they've gone over the total in three straight games. You know, what I might do here is uh, Vegas team total, actually, over three and a half. That is something I might jump on here uh, in this game. I, I don't like what I'm seeing at the moment from the Red Wings in terms of their defensive play. Vegas is still very much banged up. And keep in mind, Alec Martinez just came back for a few games. He left the game against Dallas due to injury. He's now a game-time decision for tonight. Will Carrier's out. Miramanov on the blue line's out. Stone is out. Uh, still up without Theodore and and Zach Whitecloud on the blue line. Still very short-handed Vegas. So it's a really really tricky game. Um, but I would maybe split a Vegas first peer, or Vegas team total over with potentially a full game over. Honestly, because if you actually look at Vegas, I think the offense wakes up tonight against this Detroit team that's given up goals lately. But Aiden Hill in net for Vegas tonight, not Logan Thompson. Maybe Detroit chips in as well. So. Maybe that helps out the over here at six, six and a half in this game. Alex, uh, what do you think? Red Wings, Golden Knights. This is a clear pass for me. Like sitting on a big car, I've already got a ton of plays and uh, just uh, not not really digging either side here. So it's a pass for me. It's tough. It's tough. I mean, Detroit is just, they're not playing well enough to even take a shot with them. And it feels like a Vegas after two losses in a row to Dallas and Edmonton, better teams than Detroit. This is the spot for them to get back on track. But at the same time, do you want to lay minus 170, a struggling home team beaten up to shit with injuries? No, that's why it's a very tough game. I'm just exactly spelling it out to everyone right now why, for me, this is a very tough game. Uh, what do you think here, Luke, Detroit, Vegas? Well, this uh, this one hurts the heart here. I'm big Red Wings fan, huge Red Wings fan. So, Are you uh, going to go homer on us and take the plus 150? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I, I got a little bit of an inside scoop here. I think that the Red Wings had a little rookie party last two nights ago in Vegas, so – they flew from Arizona to Vegas and had a little night and on the team and on the town. So uh, I can see them coming out flat here. And uh, I really like that Vegas over three and a half. I think even with their injuries there, they still got guys that can put the puck in the net. Red Wings goalie. Who's who's in net for the pipes for the wings? Huso? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. he's uh, he, he's been on and off this year, I feel like. But I, I really like that Vegas over three and a half team total. I just think the Red Wings, like I said, I think I had a little inside scoop. They might have went out, and I think they might be coming out flat tonight, as much as it hurts me to say that. But I, I really do like that Vegas over three-and-a-half team total. Yeah, but Jack Eichel, very uh, uh, outspoken about his lack of uh, play or performance lately. He was, uh, came right out and said, i got to be better. And it's fine. nice to do that, nice to acknowledge that if you think you're not playing well. But, you know, do something about it. I mean, that's two games in a row. Your team needs wins right now, uh, two games in a row without a point you know, for Jack Eichel here in the uh, last couple of games. So, yeah, he's got to try to stuff his game He's going to blow off soon. I mean, he's one of the 
one of the best yeah. goal scorers in the league. You know, it's co it's coming. It's only a matter of time until he finds one. And once you find one, and then you just shoot the puckets going in the net. Next thing you know, so I could I could see him. I, he's got two two games scoreless games. Last two games, I could see him throwing a little prop, but on him, Red Wings struggling team. Like I said, might come out flat. He could uh, maybe throw a little maybe throw a little something on him. Does kind of feel by low on Jack tonight because look, Detroit is hemorrhaging goals as well. What have they given up? Fourteen goals in the last three games mm -hmm. uh, combined. Huso's play has dipped a little bit uh, as well as of late. So uh, Jack Eichel props. By the way, Jack to uh, get uh, a goal plus one again. You don't you don't get the value that you would with other players, but if you can you can still look in that direction if you want uh, Eichel to get a over one and a half plus one seventy five for a little added value in terms of over one and a half points perhaps uh, here tonight because, again, you're talking about a Detroit team that defensively haven't been good uh, so, here in the uh, last uh, few games, so maybe an opportunity for him to uh, get back on track after a couple of uh, quiet games for the uh, Golden Knights in those two losses uh, against Edmonton and uh, Dallas. Speaking of Dallas, great segue, final game of this month of Thursday card, Dallas Stars, L.A. Kings. We've got uh, L.A. now minus 135. Uh, here as a uh, home favorites, there's been some money coming in on the Kings here. Is this opened as low as minus 120? Now we're seeing minus 135, even minus 140 uh, in some spots here with uh, LA total six uh, across the board. Uh, you know, I definitely leaned LA and I still do. Actually, I took minus 120 with them. Uh, it still would go in that direction here uh, in this game. It's a tough spot for Dallas. They're on a back to back, a very disappointing loss by the way, for the uh, Dallas Stars last night. Anytime you lose to a much inferior team uh, like that. And the funny thing is, Peter DeBoer did something really weird. He's, he put Ottinger in last night, and he's probably going to go to Wedgwood tonight on the back-to-back -back where he thought it would be the reverse. He thought you would have seen Wedgwood last night against the weaker team save Ottinger for L.A. You know, here tonight. But instead, uh, Peter DeBoer ended up putting uh, Ottinger in last night. You'll probably see... Scott Wedgwood here tonight for Dallas, although that hasn't been confirmed as of yet. Rupe Hintz still battling injury, by the way, for the uh, Dallas Stars, uh, and he uh, has missed the last five games. We'll see if he returns on the back-to-back, -back, but probably a chance that won't be the case. Scott Wedgwood expected to be in net tonight. Better hope it's better than his last start, which was against Calgary at home January 14th. He got pulled in that game and gave up six goals against the uh, Calgary Flames, so We'll see if he can uh, bounce back. But, you know, you got L.A. with a not just a rest advantage, a significant rest advantage. They've been cool in their heels at home since a 5-2 loss to New Jersey on Saturday. So they've been off now for four days prior to this game here tonight against the uh, Dallas Stars. So significant rest advantage. They're 1-0, by the way, uh, in this situation where they've had three or more days off. Um, so to me, the L.A. Kings are rested. They lost their last game against New Jersey. They've got a Dallas team on a back-to-back -back with the you know number two goaltender uh, in that. Really does set up well for L.A. I hate that the price has gotten 15 to 20 cents worse, but I am on L.A. here, minus uh, 120. I got it at minus 120. It's up to minus 135.40. I'll still endorse it at the current price. Alex, stars, king. Yeah, I grabbed this over uh, six minus $1.10. I knew you know we were going to more than likely see Wedgwood. Tonight with Odinger, uh playing last night, like I said, that was just a, a bad outing for Dallas. You know, get out to that big lead and just completely blow it against San Jose. And now you yeah. turn around and play a better team in L.A. Uh, and, and possibly facing a better goalie in, in Copley, who I'm still waiting kind of for the, you know, the regression to hit a little bit. And I think we could see that. I think Dallas's offense could, could uh, press him enough to where we see this total go over. So just a, a decent price and a decent number going over six. 
Yeah, it's 12-2. and two. Phoenix Copley, who has been confirmed as the uh, starting goalie tonight for the LA Kings. He's been excellent. 12-2 and two, uh, and, uh, you know, terrific record. 2.59 goals against, 904 save percentage. I do want to point out something, though. It's not been nearly as, you know, terrific for him the last three of the last four starts he's given up three plus goals so you know he has started to give up a few more goals but they're still winning many of these games that's the thing and they're still 12 and 2 here uh with uh copley and net so yeah la for me and uh alex like in the uh first period over here with the uh, stars uh, and the uh, kings uh luke how about you in this final game on the card dallas la yeah i think i'm with alex on this one i like i love the first period over one and a half there i think Coming off some rest, you got the backup goalie in, you know, come out firing. I think uh, I like the I like the over one and a half in the first period. All right, first period over as well for uh, Luke liking that here in this one. All right, we'll do rapid fire with our special guest uh, Luke Sanko before we get to uh, the Manscaped ad and of course best bets. Just the earlier games that we uh, talked about here, Luke, uh, before we uh, get uh, wrap up the show with best bets. Uh, let me just uh, get the uh, game. Uh, icons back to where they should be. Winnipeg, Toronto. What do you think of that one? Minus one, minus one seventy for Toronto. That's a lot of juice. I like uh, over over six. I, I'm probably going to go with the over on this one. Too much firepower for me in this game. Not a lot of. Uh, I mean, Hellebuck's a wall, but you know, um, Leafs goalies here and there. I, I, I like the over six in this one. Yeah, Hellebuck, Samson off the goalie matchup in that one. How about Bruins, Rangers? Uh, what is it? One, one, minus 110. But again, same thing. I think, you know, you got better goalies in this one. So you might, it's, it's tricky to go take that over six and a half or five and a half there. But yeah. uh, Bruins are rolling, man. They're rolling. They, uh, they got some chemistry going. And that, that locker room is, is really feeling it right now. I like the Bruins. Like yeah, you know what? I was leaning initially. I, I didn't bet the game. I was leaning initially Rangers, and I talked about that earlier. But Bruins are 5-1 and one on a back-to-back. -back. And to be honest, this is Boston minus 110, one of the best teams in the NHL. Do I really want to go against them at that kind of price? No. So I ended up uh, passing. How about uh, Minnesota-Carolina, Luke? Uh, I I love Minnesota's hockey team. They are mean. They are strong. They are they gritty. They, they score. They play defense. They got – Flurries in net, you know, if he can if he can dial it in and get going, plus 150. I mean, I know Carolina's one of the best top teams in the league at home, ready to go. Um, I like I like I like Minnesota in this game. I like Minnesota, and then maybe like we said earlier, if you take if you do a little parlay, Minnesota and the over, a lot of firepower. Like I said, you could probably get some good juice there. All right, there we go, and a couple more Islanders Sabers. Ryan Miller night for Buffalo. Uh, what do you think there? Obviously, a big night in Buffalo. There, they're gonna uh, the boys are gonna be ready to go. They got a young team, work very hard. Um, big night in Buffalo. I'm taking Buffalo. There you go. Yeah, that's a consensus right there. Alex and I both liking the Sabers there, and I'm on the first period full game money line split. Chicago and Philadelphia, and then you're all caught up. Uh, uh, what do you think of this one? Uh, tank for Bedard. They should be tanking for Bedard. They're both winning games right now. Chicago and Philly. What is going on, eh? I mean, uh, they are, uh, yeah, Phil Philly's been struggling this year. I don't know. Torts comes in. He's firing on all cylinders. It's kind of, I got a couple buddies who played for Torts. They uh, you either love them or you hate them. You know what I mean? So I think, you know, they're starting to, they're starting to get along here. Connect knees really having a really good year at home. Bo uh, 
Blackhawks have been struggling. I like uh, I'll probably take the juice on Philly minus one and a half, but that's a that's a risky bet. But I, I like Philly in this one at home. All right, Philly. To, and again, Chicago, we talked about that earlier when we talked about that game. Alex and I, Chicago, awful on the road. I mean, a lot of their success and their wins this year have been yeah. at home. No question about that. So it's not worth, not always a bad idea to maybe think of fading them on the road. Uh, great stuff with our spe- Alex B. Smith and our special guest, Luke Sanko. All right, this show has been a mammoth one, and yet we've still kept it within 90 minutes, which is a miracle for 13 games and a special guest. So I'm doing my job because we're on a no. If it gets past 90 minutes, the show is too damn long. That's what I've always said. So uh, we've kept it to 90 minutes, and we will stick to that because we've only got best bets to come. Uh, So stick around for that right after we hear from Manscaped. Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, our good friends at Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, courtesy of the Ice Guys. Get 20% off of any purchase and free worldwide shipping with the promo code Ice guys, that's promo code Ice guys, all one word, I C E G U Y S at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that's about 400 million balls that you can help preserve with manscaped.com using the promo code Ice guys. You get the performance package 4.0, it is a game changer. The lawnmower 4.0, it takes care of this, among other things. Uh, it'll keep you uh, trim uh, as can be. Uh, the lawnmower 4.0 waterproof same thing with the weed whacker which takes care of your ear hair nose hair i mean nose hair in particular you know i'm getting up there in age and nose hair is becoming uh, definitely more of an issue this will take care of it it feels like someone's tickling the inside of your nostrils sometimes it pisses the hell out of me it bothers me i need to take care of that shit this will take care of it for you the weed whacker uh, makes uh, part of the package that you get with your Manscaped purchase and the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. You also get the ball toner. You also get the ball deodorant, keep you uh, smelling good and looking good and feeling good down in the nether regions. This package is really going to make you feel good and and look good and look better. Slim, trim, that's what it's all about, and Manscaped.com can help you out with that. So make sure you take advantage of this manscape.com get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code ice guys at manscape.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscape.com and use the promo code ice guys, unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with manscaped. All right, we are back here on the Ice Guys, and it is time to wrap it up for with best bets for this mammoth 13-game Thursday night slate. Uh, Alex, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bet? Yeah, let's go to the Gateway City. We're going to go with Nashville, St. Louis, first period over. Uh, like I said, I laid a dollar twenty-five. Whether you can find, I'm seeing a dollar twenty now. I bet MGM dollar thirty, dollar thirty-three. So shop around, you can find a decent price here. Uh, we've seen St. Louis cash six of the last seven at home. Uh, to the first period over, and I think this is going to be one of those games where there's a division rivals kind of go back and forth. We're going to see some scoring here early, so give me the Preds and Blues first period over, uh, one and a half minus a dollar twenty-five. That's my best bet. 
All right, there we go. Uh, Nashville, St. Louis, over one and a half. First period, best bet for Alex B. Smith. And we thank our special guest joining us, Luke Sanko, today. And your chance here, my friend, for your first Ice Guys best bet. Here you go. Make it count. Wow. Okay. I think I'm going to go with uh, – I'm going to flip to hmm, – put me on the spot here. I think I'm going to take uh, – mm, 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 what do I got? I like, um, I like the, do I got to do two? How do I, how one. does this work? No, no, just one. One's good. Just oh, yeah. One bet? Yeah. Yep. All right. I like, uh, I like the Devils in Seattle. Yeah. I like the Devils in Seattle. If, uh, if you want to get them at minus one and a half to get some juice and, and make it worth your while, but I really like the Devils. Like I said earlier, a lot of firepower. Like you said, uh, Ian, really good team on the road here. I, I'm going with the Devils tonight. There it is, El Diablo from our guy, uh, Luke Sanko there, minus 130 against Seattle for best bet. I like the Canada hat. I think Isn't that the World Baseball Classic Canada oh, hat? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Coming up, of course, next month. Absolutely. Or yep. not, not next month, March, the 2023 yep. World Baseball Classic. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I am looking forward to that. I'll be uh, into that tournament. It's always good. Best on best uh, from uh, each uh, country. Uh, so always a good tournament. So that's where I recognize that at good stuff. Yeah. All right. My best bet here for this card. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to take a shot with best bet against, you know, a team that's been in the Stanley cup final now three years in a row. I think it's just a great slam dunk situation for Edmonton here tonight. Minus Minus one twenty uh, at home against Tampa Bay playing better hockey. Uh, it is Vasilevsky and net, but Vasilevsky has had his games where he's given up a few lately. And Edmonton is playing good. They've got their game back. They've got Evander Kane back. Jack Campbell's finally getting some confidence. They get to pounce on a Tampa Bay team on a back-to-back. Third road game in four nights. Fourth road game in six nights. Off the euphoria of the Steven Stamkos. 500 goals last night and the hat trick. Oh, man. it's just It sets up well for Edmonton. They're playing good, finally good hockey. Their best of the season. Minus 120. Oilers against the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning for me for best bet. That'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone uh, in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. We appreciate it very much. And we thank uh, everybody for joining us. Reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, and thank you to our special guest, Luke Sanko, for joining us as well. I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Thursday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Friday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. (laughs) 